guys, let's just fucking do this. Hello, hello, and welcome to Lioness Podcast. We're here. I'm Jane. I'm alive. I'm a person. And I am literally, this is such a reflection of my whole life right now. I don't think I have anything to share with you guys. I don't think I have anything of worth to give anyone right now. But I'm ignoring that voice because I think that it's maybe just like a mean voice, maybe a limiting belief, um, maybe my grief speaking for me, telling me that I don't have anything to give or anything to share. Um, for those of you who are my avid listeners, you know I haven't made a podcast in weeks. And it's truly because... I just have not even been able to ground into anything. And obviously, you guys know, the last couple of months of my life have been chaotic. So I thought today, you know what? Why not jump on as yourself, right? And this is me, y'all, <laughs> Sunday morning. Um, you know, it's okay that I'm not coming here with a big inspired new idea, or a big inspired new experience to share with you, or some really amazing wisdom. But my hope is that some wisdom comes through in some way. So as we tune into today's episode, <laughs> let's just take a few breaths. Will you take a breath in with me? Good, let's do that again, breathing in. All the way in and exhaling out the mouth gently. Good. One more full breath in. Okay. Okay. So, I know I have to give you guys an update on my life. And I know I've given you guys a few updates. Um, and I think that for me, like, I'm still in such a tender place, you guys. It's been you know, over two months, almost two and a half months now since the breakup, and I've still cried about it today. Like, there's plenty of days when I don't cry about it, but today's one of those days where I'm like, wow, it still hurts. <laughs> this sucks. Like, it still hurts that someone that I loved so much isn't with me anymore. So I think that that's where we should start today. And I can't say that I'm in a place where I'm like really ready to divulge on the details, but one thing I will say is that if anyone thinks that like anything specific happened or there's any like big reason or event or something that caused the breakup, there isn't. There's nothing like that. And I think that was the hard thing about this relationship is that there wasn't any big fatal flaws in our relationship. It was more this like complexity between the two of us that things just sometimes felt so polarized. Sometimes I had these really big fears that at the end of the day, we did not want the same things and that we were growing apart and like, God, how painful is that? You know, how hard is that to recognize that, God, the person you love more than anything, like the best person in the world, your favorite person ever. You're starting to realize that like they want to take their life in one direction and it doesn't match the way that you see your life going. 
And that was like the bottom line for me. Now, um, before the breakup happened, we were really working on things and I thought that our relationship was better than ever, to be quite honest with you. So I think that's why I'm having such a hard time is that I felt a little bit like uh, the rug was pulled out from under me. Yes, we were working through the difficult things. We we had just moved into a brand new house together. Like we had just made these huge commitments to each other. And I want to be so angry at her for changing her mind. Like I want to be so mad at her for changing her mind and and to be honest I am. <laughs> I am. But I know that she did the hard thing for the both of us. I know that she did. And I know that she took on the role of being the bad guy who had to make the breakup happen. But, you know, there was something so weird about manifesting that exact house that I wanted, moving into it, and then having this little voice be like, but you always wanted to live by the ocean. You never wanted to stay in Mill Creek, six blocks away from where you grew up. And I just kept ignoring that voice because it was like, but this is what I want now. And I think we get to a point in our relationships where we really start sacrificing a lot and we really start compromising a lot. And I start saying things like, okay, I'll stay here for her, even though my heart is yearning to be anywhere but here. And that was really, really hard for me to face. And I think that she, you know, I don't want to speak for her, but she made the decision that she thought was best for the both of us. And I'm accepting it. I'm accepting it. It is what's best. Because now I'm building the life that I actually wanted this whole time. Like I'm building the life that I actually wanted this whole time and so we did stay in that house together for about two months because I didn't know what I was gonna do right I didn't know what I was gonna do and she really wanted to work on a friendship luckily the house was big enough that we could live on separate floors and kind of get by without you know seeing each other too much but you know we did work on building a friendship and it was really nice to have her as a friend and it was so much harder to leave Salt Lake City than I thought it was going to be and so here's the interesting thing is that after she broke up with me I for that first month maybe maybe even six weeks I feel like it was a six-week point when I started really falling apart um I was just like, I'm good. I'm fine. She's doing this. That's okay. I'm going to survive it. And I was very stoic. And I was like, I'm going to keep on showing up to things. I'm going to keep on planning workshops. I'm going to keep on making podcasts. I've been on like four or five podcasts since the breakup. Like I've managed to just save face almost. Like just, just be tough and just keep showing up and, and act like it wasn't even happening. And then like, go to bed crying, wake up crying, and then by like 10 a.m. have my act together to like be on for everyone. And 
it's not that that was inauthentic or fake at all. It was just my way of getting through it. It was like, this isn't going to let me fall down. I'm going to, I'm going to get through this, you know? And I really wanted to be like tough and strong. And once I realized that I had to leave Salt Lake City, I went out to uh, Orange County to see my family, spent time with them, came home, coming back to Salt Lake City, coming back to that house was so painful. Oh my God. I was like, kill me now. This hurts so much. And luckily I already had plans to come back to San Diego for the 4th of July for a couple of days. So I just looked forward to that. And then I have even more fun here in San Diego because I just love it here so much. And then I come home after that. And it's literally, I felt sick. Like literally, I, I felt my whole body was like, please don't make us go back there. Please don't make us go back. And that was the beginning of July, right? And I think that's when I realized I am not okay. Like, I have spent the last four years... I have spent the last four years building a life that I thought was like my life, like a family that was my family, a foundation that I thought was solid. And this has been the hugest lesson on impermanence that like nothing is solid. Your family isn't solid. Your friends aren't solid. Your partner isn't solid. Like, no, you, you really, like, you can count on people, but, like, you really can't. And I think that's been, like, a really big and tough lesson for me to learn in my life. Is that really, and I hope this doesn't sound nihilistic or cynical, but really, this should empower you. The only person that you can count on in your life is you. The only person that you can always count on in your life is you. The only person that will always be there, that will never turn their back on you, that will never leave you, is you. And if you don't have that relationship with yourself, you're going to have to learn one way or another. And I've luckily been learning that lesson through this life. But it doesn't mean that it's not fucking heartbreaking when someone leaves you, you know? Damn it, you guys. We're only 11 minutes in and I'm like bawling. This isn't working. <laughs> but to be honest, like, I feel I feel like you guys are all just like sitting in my room with me, like letting me just like vent about where I'm at because I haven't really been super open. Like I'm open. Like you all know I'm going through a breakup. You know that it's been hard. But I have such a hard time letting people see me in these vulnerabilities. Like, this weakness that I feel, this, like, the pain of the rejection that I feel, it's so hard to let people see me like this. It's so hard to let people see me as someone who got broken up with, who got their heart broken, you know? I've never been broken up with before. So it's been a huge, like, whoo really threw me off my center. 
really threw me off my center. And so, here's the thing about being me. My worst and best quality... (laughs) My worst and best quality is that I have to take action. Like, I have to fix things right away. Like, if I see something isn't quite right and it can be fixed, I will fix it immediately. Like, I will stop whatever I'm doing to take action. And it's the best quality about me. And at the same time, it can be my worst quality because sometimes you just need to chill and let things happen. And so for this, you know, this transition, it has been such a balance for me of like letting myself grieve and not trying to fix everything and control everything like the masculine in me takes over and is like it's fine Jane we're gonna find you a new house we're gonna do this we're gonna figure this out we're gonna blah, 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 blah. but the problem is that that masculine isn't listening to the feminine and the feminine really needed to rest and to grieve and to be in her emotional space And so it's kind of interesting because for the first six weeks, I just stayed in my masculine. I really let my provider take over. And the provider in me made all my plans and took care of everything for me. And once all of those plans were set, by week six, I was A, able to start telling people about the breakup and B, able to start like grieving and accepting the fact that my whole life is about to change that I have to leave everything that I just built because I am so not meant to be in this city anymore and I have to go figure out where I'm meant to be and I don't know where I'm meant to be I really don't but I knew where I wanted to go and so I started there So I thought, okay, one of my big dreams that I've been kind of hanging on to, that I was kind of holding on to with my last partner, kind of waiting when we were going to do that, was going to Portugal. It's a country that I've just always wanted to go to. Obviously, I'm a, a big fan of Brazilian culture. Brazilian culture is highly influenced by the Portuguese, obviously. I still want to be fluent in Portuguese, just like we learned from Breakup Coach Dorothy. I don't have to throw the whole book away. I don't have to abandon this language that I've been working so hard to learn. And also, whether I have this girlfriend or not, I've always wanted to go hang out in Portugal and see what it would be like to live there. I don't know why, but it's just been like such a, a desire for me, um, such a draw to that country specifically of everywhere in Europe. And I've never even been there. I've never even been there. Some of my favorite music is from Portugal. Like I just, I just have always wanted to go there. So the provider in me was like, you want to do that? Okay, we'll buy the ticket. So that was kind of the first big thing that I did was I bought a one-way ticket to Portugal for mid-August. And so then I, I kind of knew like, okay, you've got a couple months to figure out what you're going to do around this plan. So I started just figuring out all of my options. Where can I go? Who can I crash with? Because the one thing that I knew I wouldn't do is go sign a lease somewhere else. I don't know where I belong 
And so I'm not going to go choose somewhere else to be and sign my a year away. So I just was like, I'm going to just figure this out. I'm going to put all my stuff into a storage unit and I'm just going to go where it takes me. And so, of course, the first place I was taken was during this breakup, it was so hard because my whole family, most of my family, was here in San Diego helping my little sister move into her new house. And so no one was like around. Like I was kind of like, I was so mad because I just like, I wanted to go and be with my family and be with my sisters and they were all here. And so once they got all of her stuff settled here, they went down to our house in Orange County and they were like, Jane, drive out. That's when you guys saw me driving the Maserati out to Orange County and hang out here until we come home. And then I hung out there and I got to fly home with my little sisters, which was so great. And while we were there, they were like, so Lily's house is empty. Like we just moved her stuff into it. So context here. My little sister is a student at UCSD, so she had already moved into her house for her second year with some of her friends, Um, but none of them were planning on staying here for the summer. They all went to their hometowns, and so this house that I'm in is just empty. And they said, "Why why don't you go chill there for as long as you need to until you leave? Like, that's an option for you. And obviously, as the incredibly blessed, privileged person that I am, I had lots of options. But you're telling me that there's an empty house in La Jolla that I could go live in for free? Like, I'll take it. So that was like a very clear, obvious yes. And after coming back to San Diego and going home the second time on 4th of July, it was like, yes, baby sister, what do I need to do? Are you sure this is okay? Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to take this option. So, yeah, I decided I would do it. And then I had to actually follow through. (laughs) Then I had to, like, actually pack up my shit and, like, actually put it into a storage unit and, like, actually start telling people I was moving And it was so hard. It was so hard. And you want to know what was the hardest part? And it's going to make me start crying again. I hope you guys are just fine with like crying Jane on this episode. (laughs) Because my voice just like, I can't get it to stop shaking. And I really want to keep sharing with you guys what's been on my heart these days. And honestly, it feels, it's like I can feel into all of you that are listening. And it feels so good to just like, be heard and to just share this with you guys because I just feel so vulnerable right now but I know that I'm not the only person in the world who's gone through a breakup and felt like they've lost everything and feels like they have no idea what the fuck they're doing with their life anymore (laughs) wow I'm gonna have to edit so much (laughs) so much crying out of this episode okay the hardest part Obviously, leaving Milo, my dog, and Bruna, the love of my life, was the hardest part. But before that, leaving the Buddhist temple was so hard. Something in me that, like, I fear. Like, I fear being away from that place. I fear being away from those people. Because that place is everything to me. 
And as you guys know, I've recently joined the board of directors, so I'm in a leadership role at the Buddhist temple now, and I also opened the White Cloud Studio at the beginning of the summer. And without veering into the politics of what's going on in the Buddhist temple, it's not like, oh, I hope the place doesn't fall apart without me. It's that, like, I hope I don't fall apart without that place. Because that place, that building, that community, those people, they saved my life. And that community, those people, they brought Bruna and I together. They watched us fall in love. They watched us break each other's hearts. That building and those people are everything to me. That building is really the, the biggest thing that kept me there. And it's the biggest thing that makes me want to go back. I, again, I had to just listen to this voice inside me that was like, you have to get out of here. This, this community will still be here. This building will still be here. You, Jane, you just have to get out of here right now. And I just, I know that they're all going to understand that I just have to go on my journey right now. And that, that I will always keep running that place to the best of my power. <sighs> Luckily, we've done a lot of work to make it a digital temple. <laughs> but, you know... Teaching my last class at White Cloud, I laid on the floor of the temple crying for so long. And it was kind of funny, actually, because I'm sitting there in front of the altar, bawling, looking at these incredible golden statues of the Buddhas, looking up at them, bawling, praying, saying, I'm so sad that I'm leaving. Like, I can't believe I'm leaving this place. Like, what am I going to do without this place? And I'm looking at these gold statues, looking at them like, what am I going to do without you? What am I going to do without you? And these gold statues look at me and they're like, Jane, we're just gold statues. <laughs> like, you're making way too much meaning out of us. We're always in you. We're always within you. We're never separate. This is just a building. <laughs> and I kind of like started laughing at myself. These are these are the kinds of experiences that I have. And right after that, I go outside and there's just this massive rainbow. And my whole drive home, there's like six rainbows. And I just was losing my mind. And so I've had a lot of these like waves where I'm like so down and so heartbroken and then something so synchronistic lifts me up, you know, and reminds me like, just keep listening to yourself, keep following your heart, you know. Teach my last class at White Cloud, say goodbye to the temple, pack up the last things in my house, say goodbye to my house, my dog, say goodbye to Bruna, get in my car and drive with just my suitcase my guitar all the way here to San Diego so I'm here in San Diego and I could not be happier to be here you guys quite honestly I am in this little neighborhood with those classic kind of terracotta shingles on the roof that is just that like SoCal aesthetic that I, I have in all my memories and I'll tell you guys a story. When I was in second grade, I think I was eight, my mom was dating a man who lived here in San Diego in Point Loma. 
and she decided to bring us here for a summer. I think it was only six weeks, maybe longer, but she brought us here. We rented a little house in Point Loma, and I did surf camp every day, and that was the best summer of my entire childhood, easily, hands down. I had a bike, I had a bunch of neighborhood friends, I got to go surfing and snorkeling and just every like water sport you can think of, I did it all every day. I had so many friends. I just loved it here. I just loved it. Everything about it. Our little tiny, we were living in the tiniest little shack and it was to me the cutest place ever. Like I just loved everything about it. And when we came back to Salt Lake City, I was like, what the fuck? Why are we back here? Like, this sucks. And since then, like, we've spent so much time in San Diego. My mom's um, half of her company is in San Diego, so she's here all the time. My older sister just moved here, like, a couple of months ago in Hillcrest. And then, of course, my younger sister started college here a year ago. And I've always wanted to end up back here. And we were, if you've been listening to my podcasts all the way, you know that Bruna and I were really trying to build a life here. And I think I wanted it more than she did, you know? So now that I'm here, my inner child is like, yay, we're here again. And I really feel like a kid. I'm like listening to Spice Girls everywhere. I went grocery shopping and I bought Pop-Tarts. I looked at the Pop-Tarts and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I need to eat those right now. I need to eat Pop-Tarts. I need to listen to Spice Girls. I need to go hang out at the beach all day long. Every day I go to the beach and I'm learning that I need to like chill out because it's a lot of sun and a lot of ocean. And I'm just letting my inner child do her thing. I really am. And I've been here for a week and it's been a really interesting adjustment, but I'm so much happier, you guys. My energy feels so much more clear. I feel more like myself. I just feel like comfortable here. When I put on clothes and leave the house, I don't worry that people are judging me. No one here stares at me. No one here even looks at me. Like I just seem like just like a normal other person to them, you know? And I like that. Um, I don't know if I have much else to say about the things that I like here, but I just like it. I like... I like that the fog rolls into the cliffs of the beach every morning and I can see them when I wake up and look out my window. I like that I can drive five minutes north or south and end up with a view of the ocean or to be sitting on the beach or to be in the ocean. I like that there's a cool breeze. I like that it hasn't been above like 85 degrees one day. Oh my god. I like that the air smells fresh. I like that people here just seem comfortable with themselves. I don't know. People here just seem comfortable with themselves. I just like it here. I just like it. And I'm really grateful to be here. I'm so blessed. I'm so, so, so blessed. That's how I ended up here. Being here has been an interesting adjustment. I'm playing my guitar a lot, which is really nice. I'm teaching Sunrise, which has honestly been the best freaking idea I've ever had. 
those of you who are in Sunrise, you know what's up. You know how amazing it's been. I was a little bit worried that like I would be in too much grief to get up and teach every day. And that's kind of why I wanted to give myself this challenge because I think that we tell ourselves all too often that like, just like I did before this podcast, like I'm sad today, I have nothing to give. That's not true. And if I kept on wallowing in I have nothing to give and nothing to share and then just like don't serve at all every day, I'm just going to keep spiraling down. So I'm really proud of my past self for planning this challenge because it has been the thing I look forward to the very most. Every morning that I wake up, it's like, oh my gosh, at 7 a.m. I'm going to be teaching my students, my girls, my yoginis. And getting onto these live calls with all of you guys and seeing you all posting to your stories and commenting on the classes and just having such a transformative experience has just been everything to me. It's been everything to me. You have no idea. Like the best part of my day is teaching this class. And I just want more of this in my life. You know, it's just... Like, yeah, universe, more of this, please. Like, please send me more students that want to get onto Zoom with me every day, that want to come on my travels with me, that want to just be along for the ride and have these sunrise days with me where we all connect, we tune in, we breathe, we meditate, we practice asana, we journal. It's been so, so, so good. So if you're feeling a little bit, you know, a little bit of FOMO, a little left out of the challenge, don't worry. Starting next month, you'll be able to join the challenge, like, you'll be able to join the challenge as it's ending. So basically what I'm going to do is on Sunrise, you can become a member, and then the challenge will be available for you there if you wanted to do 30 days of yoga with me. It's all going to be there for you. So it's still going to live there. You just won't get those live classes, but I've had so much fun doing this that we're definitely doing it again. Don't worry. We're definitely doing it again. And I've already told my live girls, we're going to carry these live classes into the fall. So for those of you that are loving the live classes, we're going to keep doing them, not Monday through Friday, <laughs> um, but we're going to keep doing them. So plan on, if you aren't already a member, plan on getting a membership so that you can keep all of this amazing momentum going. I have been practicing asana Monday through Friday and it's been so good for me. On the days that I'm not teaching asana, I I have a virtual teacher and she just kicks my ass in the best way. It's like it's been one of the best things for me to heal through all of this is to just get on my mat and sweat and feel like I'm about to die and then feel amazing afterwards and go to the beach. So God, you guys, I just, I live such a good life. I live such a good life that I think sometimes I beat myself up for grieving. You know, this morning I'm driving to the beach. I literally get the front parking spot at the beach. I'm sitting there. I am watching dolphins surfing. Not even, I'm not joking you. I watched dolphins surfing this morning. It was so cool. They're like doing flips. They're jumping in and out of the waves. They are riding these waves. And then like they just got bored and like it was six of them and I can just see them swimming across the way and I'm just thinking this is so incredible. 
And then five minutes later, I'm crying and I'm angry because the person that I loved isn't with me anymore. <laughs> so, you know, I think a lot of us who just are so blessed and have such amazing lives, sometimes we, what's the word I'm looking for? We erase our own suffering. We act like we are not allowed to suffer, like I'm not allowed to be heartbroken. I'm not allowed to have a hard day because... I'm living by the beach now and I finally have everything I've ever wanted. But I think that's where I, I, I get really beat up, you guys, is that I didn't want to have all of this alone. It feels so special to have something to share with others. But what I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that as I spend my month here and then I'm going to go spend my month in Portugal and then I'll update you guys on the rest of my plans after that, that something starts to click within me where I'm just like, oh my god, I love that I'm just sharing this with myself. Where I don't feel that like, god, I just wish there was someone here with me. Because when you're so used to sharing all of your life's adventures with someone else, like, I wonder if anyone else fe has felt this way. Of like, god, it would just be so nice to share this with someone. <laughs> I love being alone. Like, I'm enjoying it so much. It's nice to have friends. It's nice to have people to do things with. And I'm definitely, you know, I'm putting myself in situations where I don't know anybody and where I don't have any friends. And right now, I actually feel like I'm in the contraction phase. So, yeah, I'm feeling really small right now. I'm feeling really, like, not cute. I'm feeling really, like, not good enough. I'm feeling just a lot of negativity, but I'm feeling like I'm in this really interesting contraction right now before the expansion finally comes. I don't know when it's going to hit. <laughs> I've been so much lately wanting to get like an astrology reading just to get somebody to give me some guidance. I've been getting some amazing Akashic Records readings to support my myself emotionally through this but you know in the akashic records we we try not to you know set any future timelines like that but i just am feeling the contraction you guys i don't know if anyone else is feeling this contraction like just like not very inspired just like uh, like like i don't have a big message for you guys right now and I have been feeling this program on the tip of my tongue coming through this whole time I've been going through this breakup, this, this program. I can see the name of it. I can see how many weeks it is. I can see the themes. I can see exactly what this program is for and who it's for. And it's like, <laughs> where is it? The, the 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 analogy that I want to use is like when you really feel like you have to throw up, but you can't. <laughs> it's like this program really wants to be birthed from me, but it's not coming out. It's here, and I feel like I'm like, you know, I'm trying to get it out of me, you guys, because I really want to be planning it and working it. I have so much freedom right now. I have so much time to do so much. And uh, you just have to trust, you know. I've been reading a lot of Abraham Hicks um, since I can't have my whole book collection with me. I just took a couple of books that are kind of my my most necessary books. Um, 
and the Abraham Hicks Bible, as I call it. It's just their first three books in, in one thick book. It's just one of my favorites because it reminds me like the universe is taking care of me. I need to focus on feeling good and my next program idea will land. It's in me. I can see it. I just need the details of it to come in a little bit more clearly, please, and thank you. But you know, I keep on turning back to, I just have to focus on taking amazing care of myself, feeling good, showing up for the clients I already have, the students I already have, the programs I'm already running, and not be so goddamn hard on myself. You know, I think that, again, when you're so blessed, I'm living in this house for free, I just feel so taken care of, people are just so fucking amazing to me, like I just, I, I, I live in a universe that just loves me, I live in a universe that just is taking care of me constantly, that when I spend three days out of the week hanging out at the beach, smoking weed, reading Abraham Hicks, eating tacos... I start to feel this guilt that I'm not working hard enough to be getting all of this. I'm not working hard enough to be receiving all these blessings. I should be grinding more. I should be suffering more. I should be hustling more. And that's why I made that post about, you know, reminders that we are so programmed to be capitalists. And Jane, what if, what if... And I want you to all what if this potential with me. Whatever potential it is for you, but right now... My life looks like I wake up and I teach a class at 7 a.m. And then I have maybe two client calls, maybe an Akashic Records reading and a mentee. And that's it. And my bills are paid and I'm taken care of and I'm living in overflow. And I go to the beach every day. What if that is my normal? What if that is the reality that I am living in. And I know that you guys are like, Jane, what do you mean what if? That, that is the reality that I'm living in right now. That is my reality right now. And there's this little capitalist voice inside my head and he sounds kind of like my dad. And he's like, you're not working hard enough. And also he's like, if you worked harder, you'd have more money. Don't you want more money? Don't you wish you could brag about how much money you're making? You know, you see all these other coaches out there who are like bragging about how much money they make in a certain time as if that matters, as if I'm not so comfortable where I am right now. Why are we always needing more, more, more? Oh, right. I was raised in a capitalist society. That if I'm not hustling and wanting more and, and setting my sets setting my goals higher and higher. And you guys know me. I'm always growing. I'm always trying to do better. I am always expanding. But I love where I am right now. And why can't I just enjoy it? Why do I have to let this little mean voice in my head tell me that I don't deserve this? Or that I need to work harder? Or that I need to be doing more? Or that I need to figure out what my next program is? Because I gotta like prove to the world that I'm worthy of all these blessings. No. I'm so done with that. You know, I started feeling into... What if, you know, I've got 30 of you guys in the challenge. What if, what if, what if there were a hundred of you in the challenge? If there were a hundred of you in the challenge, I, I, that would be all that I would have to do. That would be my job. That would be it. 
all I would have to do is teach this challenge because the income I would make off of that would more than take care of me. And then I'm having so much fun playing with that potential. You know, like, well, I'm not that far off. So I'm having so much fun playing with these different potentials of what my life could look like with that deep trust and faith that I am co-creating with the universe right now. And the universe is listening to me. I have this deep trust that honestly, Bruna put us both on realigned tracks. We were riding these train tracks that were maybe just a few inches off of the alignment of who we truly are. And we, she reset us and recalibrated us onto our own tracks where we belong. And guess what? She manifested her dream job. And I am building, I manifested living where I've always wanted to live. I'm spending the rest of 22 traveling in complete freedom. Things are slowly clicking in. And while I feel like I'm in a contraction right now, and while I feel like I'm in this really weird, like distant space, <laughs> the more I tune into just this unconditional trust that I am so taken care of, that I don't need to worry, that the universe just is giving me everything that I could have ever dreamed of and more right now, that's what soothes my grieving heart, my connection with the Buddha, with God, with spirit, whatever you want to call it, with the unseen, with the non-physical, with who I really am, with my higher self. That devotion is so strong for me that even though I may not feel that spiritual connection so deep right now because I'm just so uncomfortable with the feelings that I'm having to deal with, I know that when I settle into that devotion, that trust, I can just feel it in my whole body. And I know it's going to be okay. So I'm having a good time. I really am. I'm having a good time. Have you guys seen that video of Drew Barrymore <laughs> in the rain <laughs> laughing like kind of manically? That's kind of how I've felt every day of <laughs> being here. <laughs> like I resonate so much with that video. That's kind of how I've felt that I'm so happy I'm so freaking excited that I'm finally here in San Diego where I've wanted to be for so freaking long. And then before I know it, I'm crying because I'm here alone and I, and, I, and I thought that I had built this whole life. And, you know, we can only blame ourselves for the lives that we built. It's okay that if you were building something that you really thought was going to be your future, that you really thought was what you wanted, and then it didn't turn out, like, that's okay. Rejection is protection. Rejection is redirection. I have such a deep belief that Bruna and I are going to be so much better off now. We're going to live such better lives. Maybe be better friendships. Who knows? Maybe make it work someday. I don't know. I try not to cling on to those ideas, but we just have to be in that trust, you know? So you guys asked me a few questions on the Instagram. I think that I, I, think that I answered them all, you know? <laughs> I think I've covered all of it. So thank you so much for listening and just, I guess, wanting to be a part of my journey. I hope that you learned something from this. I hope that, you know, if you are going through a breakup, if you're still grieving a breakup, if you're, you know, fearing that that's where you're heading, I just want to remind you that you are so powerful in and of yourself. You know, sometimes the biggest tragedies, the biggest heartbreaks are the things that just make us grow 
the fuck up and make us just learn to love ourselves even more and just make us learn to rely on ourselves even more. And I'm just seeing this like generation of young, empowered, independent women. You know, we're healing our codependency. We're healing so much. And I'm just so proud of us. I'm so proud of all of us, you know? Everybody's relationships seem to be falling apart right now. And there's some a really interesting energy happening around like, can we be okay on our own? Do we have to be partnered up? Are we really safer in mates or can we expand and explore more depth and more freedom and more connection with others by being on our own? I don't know. I'm on this journey, y'all. I am in, I'm still in my 20s, obviously, and uh, I have been single for, we're, we're coming on eight or nine months total. So before this relationship ended, I had been single probably a total of six months all together in my 20s, in my adulthood. I want you to think about that. I feel like I've totally mentioned this before on the podcast, but um, so, you know, this is two and a half months of me experiencing being single in my 20s, back, back to that life. The only difference between now and then is that then I was like, at the bars every weekend. I was on all the apps. I was dating so many people and it was exhausting. And I'm just, I'm not looking to run away into anyone else. I'm looking to run like headfirst into myself. And, and then like the friendships that I make along the way, I know they're just going to be so magical. I just know they're going to be so magical. And I've already like made such amazing new friendships along the way of just, you know, letting myself open up to more people and letting myself be vulnerable with people and letting myself say something like, hey, I really like you and I really would like more of a friendship with you. Like, you want to hang out? <laughs> um, and now here I am in this new place where I know nobody and it's an interesting space to be in with myself. It really is. It's a, it's a new era for me, you guys. This is a whole new era for Jane of 801. Oh my God. So, you know, I'm excited to take you guys along for the ride, and hopefully next weekend, this week, I have some inspiration for like a real podcast episode, so if there's anything you're requesting that I share more about, um, something that I haven't talked about yet that you just really wish that I would make a show about, let me know. I would love to do that, and oh, I'm just having so much fun in Sunrise right now. We're getting off to another week, so I give you guys bonus, uh, little mini bonus classes on the weekends that are around 10 minutes, so yesterday you guys got a little lecture on the samskaras, and then today I gave you guys a little vinyasa cleanup mini workshop that's going to be super good for anyone who needs to, you know, get their form for their vinyasa flows a little bit, a little bit cleaned up. Um, and it's just so fun. Like I get to wake up and I get to make content about yoga every day. Like I just, I live such a good life and I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for all of you who are listening. You know, I get lonely, but I know that I'm not alone. I have such a huge community of friends and students and just all of you, all of you who are listening. I'm so, 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 so grateful. And if any of you who are listening are feeling 
called to come into a one-on-one mentorship space with me if you're wanting to learn more about how to grow your healing business or how to become a more empowered yoga teacher or maybe you're a coach or wanting to get into the coaching space but you really need to work through some things before you get there you're really wanting to get into serious alignment Um, maybe you want to start creating content and you don't know where to begin. I've been coaching a lot of girls through creating content lately and that's been really fun. Um, but I have two one-on-one spots opening in August. So that means I'm going to take you to Portugal with me. We're going to do my one-on-one calls while we're there together. My one-on-ones, they get Akashic Records readings whenever they want. They get Reiki sessions whenever they want. They get free access to Sunrise, my virtual yoga studio that I've been talking about. And you also get to have me on your Telegram. You can just message me all day long, basically. And I'm here for you. And I just love my one-on-one containers. (sighs) They're just so warm. They're so warm and they're so catalyzing, you know, Some of my girls want really hardcore coaching. Some of my girls want a much more gentle hand. And it just, I love that I get to use my intuitive flow to just be exactly what you need, you know, and just support the mission that you're creating, your drive, your purpose, your dreams, your passion. Those are the the four pillars of my one-on-one work. Um, and of course, we analyze your chakras. We make sure you're getting into alignment. And some sometimes a lot of the work has to start there before we can even get into the business coaching or deepening your healing practices. We have to really get into that alignment first. So I'm just so grateful that I built a business that takes care of me. And there's so many amazing healers and yoga teachers and meditation teachers and, you know, mystical beings out there like myself who are giving everything to their business and their business isn't giving it back to them. You know, like my business is literally singing me to sleep at night, holding me. (laughs) My business is like, Hey Jane, I'll never leave you. I'll always be here to love you and take care of you and give you value and worth and remind you why you're here and remind you of your purpose. Like my business is the greatest thing in my life. It takes care of me because I know, I know that what I'm doing is caring for the world. And I know that there's so many amazing young people out there who are ready to become like the fully embodied, empowered healer, guides, leaders, coaches that they are. But this world that we're raised in, especially if you're in the U.S. or basically anywhere in the globe, (laughs) We're so conditioned to believe that we don't matter, that our voices don't matter, that we shouldn't even be paid that much. And I'm here to fucking break all of that. I'm here to disrupt every industry that I can because I think that healers, yoga teachers, meditation teachers, coaches, guides, we should be held on the same esteem as therapists and doctors and, you know, Chinese medicine, all of that. We're preventing so much illness. We're preventing so much disease. We're preventing mental illness. We're helping people heal. You are so valued. Your gifts are so important. I don't care how much training you've had. I don't care how many certifications you've had. It's a gift that lies within you. And the fact that I get to work with girls to just spark the flame 
that ignites that gift and just watch them flourish into full-time service, into just creating the exact life of their dreams. It's just amazing. There's some kind of magic that happens when two high-frequency people with these big intentions get together in such an intentional container to support growth. Something happens there. I swear, something happens on the quantum in these containers that by the end of those three months, it's like so much has happened for you. So much has unraveled. Uh, Yeah. And if you're one of my students who has already done a one-on-one mentorship with me, I'm actually offering a new package for all of my graduates that's a once a month call with unlimited telegram, um, obviously Monday through Friday, as you know. So I also wanted to put that out there, that I do have different tiers. Some of my mentees only see me twice a month, um, but if you haven't worked with me already, I get you started on just the weekly three-month container. But then once you've gone through 90 days with me, if you want to just do twice a month or once a month, I do have different packages for once you've already gone gone through my um my 12 weeks so I just I get so excited because whoever's in my one-on-ones I get to take you guys with me so some of my one-on-ones that were with me back when I was in Brazil they're still with me and some of them aren't with me anymore because they've gone off to fucking build their fucking dope lives and it's just so fun I just love what I do so much and I I love that my whole energy has like lifted and changed just through the hour of recording this episode for you guys. For me, work, in quotations, work, the work that I have to do, in quotations, it lifts me up so much. And I just want more people to have this. I want more people to have this. I want the world to experience this kind of freedom. So... If you're ready, I'm going to leave the link to apply to my one-on-one mentorship with me in the notes here. Let's take a breath in, and I want you to just feel your heart opening, and I want you to just feel a little bit of a light glowing from that heart, and I want you to remember that you're here to just spread so much love and so much kindness and so much joy. I want you to smile at the people you see today. I want you to look them in the eyes. I want you to offer blessings to everyone you meet. And I want you to love yourself. And I want you to be a little more gentle on yourself. Just let yourself be, okay? You're perfect in this moment. It's all happening right now. It's all going to be perfect, okay? I'll see you next week, my love.